This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Have you snagged your copy of my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs yet? What are you waiting for? Go get them right now. Just go to markstrucheski.com forward slash five tips. That's the number five T-I-P-S. Markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. Get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs right now at markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. Juliet Hahn is a storyteller, consultant, public speaker, and content creator. Her mission in life is to give women a stage to share their stories. She believes deeply everyone has a story and we can all learn from each other. We just need to listen. Wow. Juliet, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me. Now, we're not going to just talk about women, right? We're going to talk this. What you're going to share with us no. applies to everyone. It applies to everyone. And it's just a passion because I'm a woman and I have a daughter, but I also have sons and I have a husband who I adore as well. So it's not just for women, but that is when I started my whole journey, it was really to give women that were in a very similar situation at early motherhood, mid motherhood. So that's when my whole journey started and it has evolved. And now I really, you know, include everyone in. And my teaching. I just wanted to point that out because sometimes when people hear women, they, they go, oh, it's not for me. It is for you if you're a human being. Yes. So it is for you. Just wanted to set the bar. And it, I, I thank you for sharing your family with us. I grew up where I had a wife and two daughters and a female dog. And it's like, I was the only guy. It's like everything was, <laughs> everything was smelling pretty and purple and pink and glittery. And I felt kind of, I felt kind of out of sorts. Cause there's no masculine stuff. Uh, now it's just my wife and I, Oh, we do have a female dog. So I'm still outnumbered. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, life, life. I love life. So before we get into the topic today, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, other than what I just read to introduce you, you know, what, what wakes you up every morning? What, what has you fired up and wired up in this life? Yes. I mean, I love, I, I really am an energetic person. I am a morning person. So I do wake up naturally early without an alarm clock. Uh, I wake up really like this. I don't drink coffee. If I drank coffee, it's a little, a little much for everyone around me. Um, I love living life to the fullest. I, one of my biggest fears in life is being stagnant and bored and just going through life and not having the energy or the excitement or the chaos. Um, you know, not everyone loves chaos. There's times where I love chaos. There's times where I actually create chaos because it stirs me up and I just love living in that kind of moment. I am pretty healthy. So I do have like morning routine, you know, as a lot of consultant coaches do. I love to work out in the morning before my kids wake up, before the house wakes up. That is my time. And that is important to me because it is really kind of what sets my stage. I don't like to have to get, wake up and rush into it. My kids know I didn't work out the morning. They'll be like, oh, <laughs> this is who we have this morning. So that's something that's really, am I consistent all the time? Most of the time, do I have times where I'm not consistent? Yes, because I am human. And I do, you know, I love a tequila and a pizza on the weekends. But during the week, I try to to be fairly healthy because I just know it helps my brain work the best. And it helps me do when I'm podcasting and working with clients. It's when I have the clearest brain. But I do, you know, on the weekends, I've been known to uh, party it up. It's interesting because as my listeners know, I'm a daily runner. If you're a new listener, by the way, welcome. Glad you're here. I'm a daily runner. So for over 1,520 days in a row, I've run at least one mile in the, in the day, every mile wow. every day. And some people say to me, 
do you ever feel like not running? I'm like, of course, of course right. there's days I don't want to get out running, but I know if I don't run, I will not have a productive day. I will not be my best self. So I do say, look it, I know you don't feel like running. I'm going to go running. I mean, I've been sick and I've run. And what's interesting is people who are taking care of themselves and they don't, and they get sick. They don't stay as sick as long. Right. They, because the body is stronger. It's true. And, but there are times, you know, cause I, when I first started my journey, I was, I was a health and fitness coach and I actually taught classes and I would have people that would say, okay, I'm sick. I'm coming down with something. What should I do? There are times that your body sometimes needs you to stop and, and, and kind of regenerate. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when people right away are like, Oh, I'm not feeling well, so I'm not going to do it. And it's because they really don't want to do it. Is it, they have to really kind of think about why they're not doing it. If they're sick and their body needs the rest, yes, that's important. But then you need to jump back into it. Because if you take too long off of doing that, your body then gets used to, okay, I don't need to do this anymore. And you kind of get into a routine of of sorts. So I know for my brain, um, yes, I like to wear bikinis and you know uh, have jeans look good in my jeans, but it really is for my brain mm-hmm. is the main reason why I work out because I just know it keeps me a little bit more centered. What's interesting is I've run with a bad back and I go running and my back doesn't hurt me until I come back. Uh, I've run. I I got sick about a year ago. I don't know if it was COVID or not. I have no idea, but I felt really miserable. I will not run. I probably shouldn't have run, but you know, that streak, I don't want to start over at one again. And I actually felt pretty good on my run. It's like my body goes, oh, we're really sick. Oh, he's running now. So we'll put the sick aside. And I felt really great. I'm like, holy crap, I should just run the rest of the day because I felt really good. I think the endorphins and all that stuff were kicking in. And when I came back, my body goes, okay, you're sick again. I'm like, oh, man, that really stinks. But, you know, I, I would never tell someone to do something they don't feel they should do. But you make a good, very good point. There are people say, you know, Mark, I really like running, but... I'll run when it's between 65 and 72 and the, the humidity is around 42% and the sun's at this degree. No, that you're making excuses now. Okay. I have run in the heat. I've run in the rain. I've accidentally run in a downpour. It wasn't supposed to rain until I got back, but I got drenched. I run in 40 degrees. I live in Houston, 40 degrees in a light rain. So I don't make excuses. If I am able to go out and run, I go out and run. But some people, to your point, will make any excuse why they can't exercise. You know, if you can't go on the size exercise, can you walk back and forth for 10, 15 minutes in your house? There's something you can do. And when we take care of our bodies, because we're going to talk about living life to the fullest, and this kind of segues into it, is when you take care of your body, yeah, you can you can have the pizza and the tequila and you can go parties once in a while. But if you're having McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and in between you're having Snickers and ice cream and cupcakes, well, you can't live life to the fullest because you are yeah. you are setting the cards against you. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you're dragging yourself down. And I, I always would say to my clients, like, I want you to really be I really want you to be mindful of what you are putting into your body, but how you feel afterwards, right? Uh, how you feel before, because sometimes there's healthy foods that don't agree with people. So I've had clients that are like, I'm eating so many almonds and I feel really sluggish or I feel like this. And I'm like, you know, you might be actually have a food sensitivity to almonds. Let's figure this out. So it is really important to be very aware. And, uh, you know, I feel like us as Americans, 
just go, go, go. And there's times where we just need to stop and pause and kind of listen to our bodies and listen to what is going on. And I don't think enough people do that. So if you're eating that pizza and every time you eat that pizza and you feel terrible afterwards, maybe there's something in that pizza that, you know, to do a food sensitivity test. There's so many out there that you don't have to spend a ton of money. You can figure out, okay, I'm a little sensitive. There's definitely like quinoa. I, when I first started my health journey, I would eat so much quinoa because everyone's like, quinoa is really healthy. Quinoa is really healthy. And every time I ate quinoa, I would get so bloated and I would feel really terrible. And I realized, you know what? I actually have a food sensitivity to quinoa. So if I have it in moderation, if I have not just, you know, for every meal, I have quinoa, I can have it every once in a while and I'm okay. But if I overdo it, I'm not feeling good. So I really challenge people to think about what they're feeling because if every time you eat something, you feel really sluggish, you're not living your life to the fullest and it could be healthy or it could be unhealthy. It doesn't matter. You know, again, I know for myself, if I have a lot of fried foods, that doesn't work for me. One of, you know, my husband can eat a little bit more fried foods and it's okay. His body processes it different. All of us process food differently. And that is something important to be aware of what and how you process. I love your energy because I wake up seven days a week excited for the day. Every day is a gift and I want to embrace every day. And when people approach me and for some reason, I don't know if you get this, they think because I'm an entrepreneur, have a private plane, a private island, I'm a billionaire. (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't know Jeff Bezos. Okay. I don't know Oprah Winfrey. And but it, it starts with the mindset. And this is something I really struggled with for many years after I become a, became an entrepreneur because you can't get the money until you get your mindset right. Because it's money can be used to build a hospital, to build a school, or it could be used to traffic drugs. So money is just an object. But I think that if you're going to live life to fullest, you need to say, when I wake up, how do I feel? Do I like what I'm going to do today? Do I like what's on my schedule today or whom I'm going to meet? Because the answer to that is, well, not really, or heck no. I think you need to start there because it's not the magic of the morning routine. It's it's like, how do you feel when you wake up? And I think so many people, they make the mistake, they they wake up, they grab their phones. So right away, they're in the world of somebody else, whether it's social media, text messaging, email, or the worst thing, the news. And is that how you really want to start your day? So I would just encourage people to please, when you wake up tomorrow morning and ask yourself, how do I feel? Give yourself the old school grade, A, B, C, D, or F. And the grade doesn't matter as much as you saying, okay, I'm a C minus. What do I need to do to get to a C, to get to a B, to get to an A? I think it needs to start there. Would you agree? Hey, you listening to the Mark Strachowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Strachowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to MrProductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, MrProductivity.com. 100% I agree. And it's funny because I just did a podcast yesterday, and I was talking about when people feel unsettled. Now, do we, you know, I know you say you wake up and you're excited every day. I am for the most part, but there's days that I am not, you know, that there's life happens, but for the most part I am. And what I say to people that are unsettled constantly, it's not just like, you know, a here and there thing. You are not doing what you are meant to be doing, whether you believe in God or the universe, whatever it is, you are not in what you are supposed to be doing. And so if you really feel unsettled, you need to stop 
You need to pause your body and you need to think about, okay, you know what? Do I need to get external help? Do I need to look for someone else to kind of coach me through this, consult me through this? Or can I make the changes in my daily life to do that? So if someone's unsettled in their job and it's been years, you know what? You have one life. Why live that life doing something that you're not happy with? Even if you make tons of money, you know, the golden hair and cuffs, you hear that all the time. But what is it worth it if you wake up and you're not happy? Uh, I think that's a really important thing. And I think more people need to kind of do the pulse check and really think about that. Like, do I feel unsettled more than I don't? So 100% I agree with that. One of the words I, I cringe at when people tell me, uh, say this word, and a lot of it's my my wife and I go to a Bible study class, and a lot of people there are about ready to retire. And they say, Mark, what are you going to do about retirement? I'm like, why would I want to retire from doing what I love to do? I mean, Seth Godin says, create a life that you don't want to escape from. I, I, right. I don't. I can't imagine retiring because they would say to me like, well, you know, when I'm retired, I can play golf whenever I want. I said, well, I don't like golf, but I can do that too. Oh, well, I go on vacation whenever I want. So can I I'm like, huh? Yeah. I don't work <laughs> for somebody. I work for myself. So all the benefits you just spouted about being retired, I have those as an entrepreneur and I, I love life. I can't imagine just watching TV or in the rocking chair or playing golf all day. And it would it'd be last maybe two days. I'd be bored out of my mind. Right. But if that's you, if you're listening to this conversation with Juliet and that's you, mazel tov, good for you. That's not for me. And I got a feeling I cannot imagine you sitting around for months on end doing absolutely nothing, Julia. I just get this vibe that that would not be you. Yeah, no. And you know, it's, and but that's another thing. Like if you're, as you said, what you're doing is you're doing something that you love. And so a lot of people live life, right, to retire. Like, why do that? Why live life so you can then retire? Do something that you're doing. Yes, there's going to be a time in life where it's like, you know what? I have run the course of what I'm doing. It's time to retire that job or that profession or that um you know, or that, that part of my life. And there's nothing wrong with that. So that's something that people need to see. Yes. Is there going to be everything about your job that you love? There's going to be things that you love more than others. Right. And that's normal. Again, that's human life. So yes, no, I would not love to just not do anything. I mean, right now I have kids and dogs that will always be in my life. My kids are younger ish, not teens and preteens. Um, and I have dogs and I probably will always do that. So anytime I feel a little antsy, I just get the leashes on and the dogs and I go out and we take a walk. And that is actually one of my favorite times. I do that when you were saying when you were running, I'm taking it back to that running in different climates. I know for myself, and I want your listeners to hear this, it's really important to know when you get the most clarity in your brain, because we all are going and going and going. I know when I walk my dogs is when I'm the most creative, is when I get really great thoughts. Sometimes I catch up with friends. Sometimes I listen to podcasts. Sometimes I do work. Or sometimes I do nothing. I just literally take in nature and I walk. And I will walk in snow. I live in the Northeast. I walk in snow, rain. I mean, when we just had a Nor'easter, I, I was like, guys, I think we're going to pause this one. Um, <laughs> normally I do, but I just wasn't feeling it that day. But I know that at that moment, when I am walking my dogs, I get the most clarity. Now there's other places, like I love being on a boat. I do get a lot of clarity on a boat. My brain kind of slows down. But do I have access to a boat all year around? No, because I live in the north Northeast. So I know that walking my dogs is something that brings me joy. It also brings me clarity and really clears my brain as well as my workouts in the morning. But it's really when I can focus on, you know, when I'm working out, 
I have to really concentrate on what I'm doing so I don't get hurt, right? It's not just like mindless. I can't just go through the motions because that's not good. I, I could get hurt. When I'm walking my dogs, I know how to walk. I've been doing it for a long time that I can just mindlessly walk and think and daydream and create and then take notes. And, you know, sometimes I do the voice memos and that is really important for everyone to have. If people don't have that, they really need to stop and think what, and that's what I kind of want to challenge your listeners to stop and think and write down, okay, when in my life, what in it each day, right? Each day you should find something that you can get clarity in your brain and really let your brain go and, and daydream. Hmm. And you brought up a very interesting point because a lot of people say, well, Mark, it's easy for you. You know, you live with your wife and your dog. You have no kids. Must be nice. Then there's Juliet. She's married, has a couple kids, has dogs, three, three kids and dogs. And she's making it Two work. Dogs. So I want you to hear her story. So if you go, well, I got one kid and a husband and the cat. Okay. Well, she's got more than you and she's getting it done. So I don't think it has to do with how many human beings or how many four-legged figures you have in your house, it's got to be, how bad do you want it? I mean, right now I am studying under Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone, very successful entrepreneur, very successful real estate investor, has two helicopters and a plane, has a net worth over a billion dollars or some crazy number like that. And one of the things I'll never forget, one of the things he said is if someone else has done it, you can do it. So if you want to make a million dollars a year, has someone already done it? Yes. So you can. How about a million dollars a month? Yup. Someone's already done that too. How about a million dollars a week? Uh-huh. A million dollars a day? Yup. A million dollars an hour? Whoa. Yeah. A million dollars a minute? Yes. A million dollars a second? Yes. So the point is, if at least one other person has done it, you can do it. And even if no one else can't has done it before, Maybe you'll be the first, but it all starts in the mindset. If you don't believe you can do it, you won't. I, every, I, run, I run every morning, as you know, and I have been a fan of YouTube Premium because with YouTube Premium, you can listen to videos, motivational videos with the screen locked. And one of the videos I listen to every morning says, if you don't believe in me, if you don't believe in what I can do, I don't believe in that. I believe in myself. So what you believe in me has no bearing on what I believe in myself. And I listen to this every morning because it's true. Your belief can't start with the external. Your belief has got to start from inside you. Because if you don't believe in yourself, why should anybody else believe in you? Yes, no, that's so true. And it really does start with the mindset. And, you know, there's people out there that are like, oh, that's so hokey, that's so hokey. But it really isn't. If you really start thinking and, you know, there's there's people that write affirmations. I'm not one that sits and write affirmations. They just don't, that's not my my jam, right? That's not what I, what I how I like to live. I've done it before and it just doesn't flow. It just is, it's not what you know, and I've done it where I've done it, like I'm going to try and try because this is what my coach is telling me to do back in the day when I was first in the, you know, the health and fitness world. And I was like, eh, it's not doing it. She's like, all right, if it's not doing it, do something else. So you need to find something for you that is going to work for you. Just like that, that time where I take my dogs for a walk, I get my clarity. That's really where my affirmations and, you know, self-talk or whatever people do to kind of pump themselves up. But listening to podcasts, listening to books, doing things, listening, you know, to to something like this, where you're like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Listening to other people that are not like you is also a really good 
idea. You don't have to respect what they say, but sometimes you can get some little tidbits out of, I never thought of life that way. I never thought of it this way. And it could help you move forward. I want to talk to you about self-talk because a lot of people, they, they talk down to themselves. Now you said earlier that, you know, obviously not during the nor'easter, but you like going a bikini. There are people I guarantee you are listening to the show and go, must be nice to have the body to wear a bikini. I'm like, so you're already starting on the negative side. Well, must be nice. I could never stop. Stop. I don't think I'm Brad Pitt. My wife thinks I'm devilishly handsome. Okay. I don't worry about what other people think. You are right. telling yourself lies. And not only that, but you're thinking more people are thinking of you than they really are. So if you're overweight, guess what you can do? You gain the weight. You can lose the weight. You can fit into a bikini. If you're a woman, if a man, you can fit into a nice speedo or whatever your thing is, but don't say I can't. So many people are saying, Oh, it's not my, not my nature. It's not my family. No one in my family has ever done this. You are, you are handicapping yourself so much. You need to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm a little, I'm 50, 60 pounds overweight, but you know what? Next summer, I'm going to rock this bikini and you maybe go out and buy a bikini and you put it up in your bedroom and you look at it like, I'm going to fit that next year. Or if you're a guy, you go get the speedo or you go get a nice swimsuit or you go get a running shorts, whatever the case may be. And you start saying, I am going to do that. Maybe not tomorrow, but by next summer. But if you sit there and go, well, I wish I could, I wish I could, you know, wear that dress or that suit. Well, that you're never going to get it with that attitude. Would you agree with that? Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. Yeah, because I mean, that's the thing you have to, and again, everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, right? So someone might be sitting here listening and being like, you know what? I have a really bad knee, so I can't do certain things, right? So I can't go running or I can't do this, or I have a, you know, I need to get a hip replacement or I've broken something. And, but you can control your food intake, right? You could control what you're eating. So everything is controllable that, I mean, I shouldn't say that because not everything isn't controllable. Uh, there's things that are controllable and things that are out of your control. And when something's out of your control, you need to let that yes. go, right? You don't need, you don't try to control it because if it's out of, out of your control, you have nothing to do it, let it go. But if you have control of it and you really need to think and sit and be like, okay, do I have control of this? Can I tackle this? Yes. You know, as I said, everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. So not everyone's going to be good at some things. Not everyone's going to be, you know, the best at this but if you have to start something to know if you're if it's for you if you don't start you will never know and so uh, yes i do, i do believe in that as well. when i started running on august 29 2017 i probably looked like a, a zombie i mean I, I i don't have any pictures from back then but and i'm not the most graceful runner but you know what i've run for over 1520 days in a row and I started with day one, which became day 10, which became uh, day 100, became a day 1,000. And you just have to start. If you say, I'd like to ride a bike. Well, do you have a bike? Uh, start with that. Buy a bike. Okay. I'd I like to be a swimmer. Well, do you have a pair of swim trunks? And do you have a pool you can go to? I mean, obviously not in the north northeaster unless you go to an indoor pool. But stop making excuses. And the other thing that goes along with this is guilt. People feel guilty. 
Oh man, I had, I ordered Domino's last night. Oh, okay. So what? I mean, right. you know, you, so many people, I, I know a lot of people who are fitness nuts and well, Mark, you shouldn't have diet Coke. I like diet Coke. Okay. Should I drink it? Probably shouldn't, but you know what? I'm taking care of myself. And once in a while I do have fast food and once in a while I do have ice cream, but I'm also pretty good shape for my, for my, uh, for my, my age. Okay. So I don't judge other people. I won't say, wow, they're porking up. I don't do that because I got to get my own house in order, but I don't feel guilty when I have some chocolate chip cookies. I don't. And I think if you get paralyzed, like, oh my gosh, if I even think about chocolate chip cookies, it's a sin. No, it's not a sin. Okay. We got to get this mindset out that because you're overweight, you're not a good person. I have seen people who have dynamic personalities and they're overweight. I, I don't think, I don't judge them. I judge you by the things you speak, by your heart, by your affect. I don't judge you by your appearance because as a Christian, I'm not supposed to do that. I judge you by, are you a person who's kind, who's gentle, who's full of joy? That's got nothing to do with your skin color, what language you speak, how you're dressed. It has to do with your heart. And I think more people need to focus on people's hearts because I really, Juliet, believe that of the 8 billion people on this planet, 99.9% of them are loving, caring, sweet, gentle people. Yes. No, I agree with that. And I think, you know, just going back to the overweight, I think it's not something about being overweight, the correct weight, what the weight is. It's how you feel in your skin. So if you're overweight and you feel good in your skin and you're healthy because that's the weight you want to be, there's nothing wrong with that. So that is something that's really important because people always say, oh, you have to be skinny or you have to be this to be healthy. No, you don't. No, you don't. And you know what? There's people that are overweight that can handle their weight and they can actually do everything anyone else could, but they're maybe just be a little bit heavier than you are because that's what their bodies are. So that is something that I really want to, to focus on and make a point of. It's how you feel in your own skin. If you feel good in your skin and you're a size 16, that's great. If you're a size four and you don't feel good in your skin, you have some work to do in the mindset yeah. category. And be honest with you, uh, I would never want a, a a defensive linebacker to weigh like 120 pounds, okay? He needs to be 350 pounds because he's got a big job to do. But to your point, he's comfortable in the skin because he's got a job to do to crush the offensive line and get the quarterback. If he weighed 120 pounds, he couldn't do that. So I, I, I just, you know, I really cringe when I see people make fun of people. Oh, the, you know, it doesn't happen when you get too much when you get older. It happens a lot to teens. A lot of teen suicides are because people are making fun of them because they're, they don't fit the, the ideal uh, look that they're their friend, well, I won't say friends, the, the people who go to school would think of. And, you know, we have to get rid of this because it's, you should not be uh, evaluated by how many views you get on a video or how many likes or comments or how many people say hi to you. You need to be fe- feel good to your point to, in your own skin, because I don't believe, even if I disagree with you, I don't believe there's any person on this planet that is worthless. We're all human beings and we all need to be treating each other with respect. Yes, a hundred percent. I agree. So how else can we live life to the fullest? I mean, you already given us a lot to think about, but is there anything else that you want to talk about? How Because I know people, they look to the title of this episode and they go, man, I want to live life to the fullest. So what else you got for us, Juliet? 
I mean, I really believe if you're not tapping into your creative passion, um, you might not be living life to your fullest. And I'm going to give you an example. So I um, am dyslexic. So school was really hard for me, but I was a really good athlete. So I played college sports. Uh, I went, you know, school, my grades weren't great, but I got into college because of my sports, went to school and I, I played field hockey and lacrosse. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Field hockey I've never seen, but lacrosse, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty big skill because you got to catch this ball in this little net as you're running down the field. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And I was really good. I was a really talented athlete. So I knew I was good at that. I knew that I struggled in school. So when I went to college, I went into corporate fitness because I was fitness was what I was good at. I was like, okay, I can help. I didn't want to go into teaching because again, school was tough for me and I did not love school. So I was like, I'm going to go into corporate fitness. I'm going to help people in corporations know how to be healthy, know, you know, how to live and all that kind of stuff. So very quickly, I hurt my back. My probably my sophomore year, my second year, and I had to take anatomy and physiology. So anyone that has ever taken anatomy and physiology and um, when you're dyslexic, those kind of, for me, science was very difficult. Very quickly, I realized, okay, I need to think about this. I need to kind of reevaluate. So I changed my major and I went into communications because in communications and school, anytime I talked, no one would ever knew that I struggled in school in the written form. It just like, they would have no idea because that's where my, my, my talent is communications. I can talk, I can write. Spelling and writing are tough. That's just, if you know anything about dyslexia, that's just as to how it is. The, the written word is, is more difficult. However, I could talk, I could debate, I could do anything like that. So I was like, you know what? Communications, radio, television, and film, that seems like a great major. So I went into that, completely fell in love with that, actually stopped playing sports because I wanted to dive into this whole new where I was getting on the Dean's list. I was a great, you know, great student now. And it was, it was crazy to me because I was like, oh my God, school's always been so hard. This is, but I'm learning things I like. I have teachers teaching me the way I learn. And I still though never saw myself as creative. So I went into the uh, advertising sales part and that was because of the relationships and communication. That's what I was good at. I loved that. I loved meeting people, hearing people's stories. And, um, and from there I, I got a job in New York city. I was in advertising and I still never saw myself as creative had kids, you know, when the kids were little, I would tell them stories. That was like my big thing. I would tell them stories. I had all these characters and all these um, different adventures they went on. And my kids literally would sit there and look at me with these big eyes. And I would tell them about the frog that was magic and, you know, the dog that got stuck in a log and these three kids and these adventures. And still never thought of myself as creative because I was not good in art. And it was probably an art teacher when I was young said to me, you're really not good in art. Stick with what you're good at sports. So someone told me something. I am a very confident person. So it didn't ruin me, but it gave me a narrative that I was telling, right? I was telling myself for many years, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And I loved my advertising job after when I, you know, kids, I stopped and um, loved raising the kids. That was like another outlet for me. I loved being there, being creative with them, but always when they went to school, they would come home and bring arts and crafts. Hey mom, can you help me with this? Nope. I'm not creative. I'm not, you know, I can't do that. You find, you know, talk to daddy or talk to a friend. I'm not good, you know, with, with arts and crafts. And then as I grew older, I started my podcast. I became a consultant, very doing a lot of stuff on social media. And I was walking my dogs one day, like I do every day. And all of a sudden it hit me. I said, 
I can't believe that all these years I've been telling myself I'm not creative and that I haven't let myself believe and know that I am creative. And storytelling is a form of being creative. And when I flipped that switch, I, it was, and I had a good life. I lived, I was always happy, you know, like I'm not always happy, but like really in a great spot, great family. So I wouldn't say that it was, I wasn't living my life to the fullest, but when all of a sudden I realized, and I told myself, are you crazy? You are so creative. Look what you just you created a podcast out of nothing. You learned it. You did it. You, you created workshops, you know, to help. I mean, just crazy. So I started teaching and talking and going everywhere, talking to people about finding your creative passion because something just literally lit up in me and blew up and I was on fire and I created my whole business. It was like, I I could not stop because it was like, I have just clicked into something where there's so many people that are not following a creative passion. Maybe they have a hobby and they do it on the side. So yes, they're doing that. But uh, there's so many people out there that could create a business from something they are passionate about, but they don't realize they could. I mean, nowadays with Etsy stores, with, you know, books, with workshops, so many different things that you can teach people. I mean, online workshops, people don't realize, okay, I have this, this talent and it's a creative passion of mine. And they don't realize that they can actually be sharing that and making money on it. So I think that's so important for people to sit down again and really reflect and see, okay, I have this hobby or I've always really wanted to write a book but I just never really felt like who would want to read my book or who would want this. Sit down and do it because you don't realize once you start doing that creative thing that you actually love. And when I say creative, again, storytelling is a form of art. It doesn't like, it does not mean that you need to be sitting and drawing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where your brain all of a sudden just lights up. A passion is something that you could talk about all the time. You guys are hearing how excited I get talking about this. When your brain lights up and you can talk about it, days on end, right? I could talk about finding your creative passion and how to do that and how to turn it into business every day. I I just love it. And so that is one thing that I want your listeners to really think about. Again, if you're feeling unsettled and you're like, why am I unsettled? To really think, what am I good at? And what do I really love? What can I talk about all day long and see, hey, you know what? I actually could make that into a business. Even if it's, even if it's like making some income a little bit, but you're doing something that you love and that's going to help you really live life to your fullest. Wow, man, that's, that's pure gold right there, Julia. That was pure gold. And I know (laughs) someone else is going, wow, Hey, I could do that. Yeah, you can do it. We believe in you. you So don't now what Tony Robbins says is once you make a decision, you need to do something immediately. So it sticks. So if you felt something moving inside you from what Juliet just said, go do something right now. I don't care what that is, how big or small it is. Go take action right now. So that cements that today was the day you made that decision. Very well said. So where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Because I know after what you just gave us on this show today, they're going to want to find out more. So where, how do we do that? Thank you. So um, all my social medias are Juliet, J-U-L-I-E-T-H-A-H-N. Most of them are I-M-I-A-M, Juliet Hahn. My website is imjuliethahn.com. LinkedIn is Juliet Hahn. Uh, Twitter, I am Juliet Hahn. Instagram, I am Juliet Hahn. Facebook is I am not, that's just Juliet Hahn. But my 
my business page is I am Juliet Hahn. So really, if you put in I am Juliet Hahn, you will find me. <laughs> I've always struggled with that because my Facebook profile is Mark Strucheski, but I don't usually do anything with my profile, but you got to have a profile to have a page. I hate that. So my page is the official Mark Stucheski, which is really weird, but I don't like Facebook anyways. I just wish someone would come up with a platform that would allow us to have groups, but we're all on Facebook. Most entrepreneurs I talk to are on, are on Facebook because of the groups. Nobody else comes close. LinkedIn, you're not even in the same universe. So that's my little thing on Instagram, on uh, Facebook. So I'm so glad you were on the show today. I learned a lot. I know the listener did. And I want to thank you again for being here today. Thank you. And then I'm also going to add, if they can find my podcast, Your Next Stop, or I am also on Fireside, which is a live show, which is Juliet Hahn. And so you can find me in either of those too. But thank you, Mark, so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.